Guys, I know living in Denver, money can be tight sometimes. Rent sucks in Denver. I know. I pay way too much for my apartment than I should. Brutal. So bad. It's ridiculous. But I feel like Mile High Green Cross understands that. And that's why they have the lowest prices that I've seen across Denver. And they also have award-winning products, too. That's an amazing combination. You pay less for more. That's incredible. Everyday low prices and award-winning products. $99 $99 prepack ounces, V3 hash oil, five cartridges for 100 bucks. And if you sign up for their loyalty program right now, you guys are going to receive 20% off your entire purchase once per month. That offer extends to current members as well. Sign up for their loyalty program today and receive 20% off your entire purchase once per month at 9th and Broadway. And they have parking in the back. Parking in the back. Thank God. Parking downtown sucks, but... They got you covered at Mile High Green Cross. Award-winning products, everyday low prices, and parking. You'll be in and out in nine minutes. Check them out today on 9th and Broadway. What's going on, guys? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets Podcast Tuesday edition of the show. Harrison Wind and Brendan Vote here to break down everything. Everything. Wall to wall coverage of the Jeff Green and Damari Carroll signings in Houston. <laughs> Brendan, <laughs> what are your first thoughts? Uh, Jeff Green, how close was he to 30 teams now? I think he's at 28. <laughs> That's awesome. I hope he finishes it. Not not everyone's dream when they start their NBA career. But this is a chance at history, Jeff. Don't give up. Jeff Green checking in at 6'9". Is he too tall for the Rockets? Definitely. I was thinking I should get out there and try out. This might be my chance. Apparently, is anyone under 6'6 is welcome. Yeah, and you would slot in as a power forward. It's, po- <laughs> it's possible. Look, I'm not concerned with rebounding, all right? That turnover margin, baby. <laughs> For sure. Uh, No, we're not going to spend too much time on the latest Houston Rockets additions. Although, it it could be pertinent to uh, some playoff talk in a couple months. We'll get there if we need to. But we got a big mailbag edition uh, of Mm. the DNVR Nuggets podcast on tap. We got a wide range of questions, both on the DNVR.com from our members and on Twitter I'm sure from some of our members as well, but some of our non-members that are that you know have some to do with basketball, some not to do with basketball. So excited to get to those. Yeah, I love when uh, I love when we get get personal with these questions, especially on a week like this. Look, there's plenty to talk about all Nugget season long. You know, no one's more right. invested than than people like Harrison and myself. But hey, man, it's it's there's not a lot going on right now, so. We're grateful for these questions. It should be a fun show. We are presented by Illegal Pete's today, as we always are here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast. Also, I want to send a quick plug out there to download the Denver Sports Podcast, the Denver Sports Podcast. Subscribe mm. to it on iTunes. Subscribe to it on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. If you've never listened to it before, what it is is – it's a podcast that that's in the form of really all our podcasts on the DNVR podcast network. But we hit on all of the Denver sports. We hit on the Rockies. We hit on the Avs. We hit on the Broncos. Of course, we hit on the Nuggets. Every week, we have one representative 
from each of our DNVR teams on the podcast. So this week's, it's going to be either me or Adam or Brendan talking Nuggets. We'll have a Broncos guy on there, either Ryan Koningsberg or Zach Stevens. We'll have an Avs guy on there, maybe Rudo, maybe AJ Hayfley, and then Drew Creaseman, who I feel like he's been on every Denver Sports it. Podcast so true. over the last six months. It's so true. We can't get away from that guy. The, the Rockies aren't even playing. Drew's been yeah, the most he, used guy. He keeps getting his name into... Uh, I, I love that pod, man. I think it's... I always try to think about the projects we're launching or, or trying to do with this company. How would I view that as a consumer? TDSP is like the top thing I would jump right into. I'm... You know, I'm not going to pretend I'm a transplant. I'm new to the DNVR lifestyle as much as I'm about it and I try to perpetuate it. I have a lot to learn about the Avs, the Rockies, the Broncos. So if you're trying to get in-depth and in the weeds, hey, we've got a pod for every sport. But if you're just trying to be a casual like myself, um, catch up on what's happening in the Denver sports world and have some fun on a real light surface level, TDSP is the best podcast out there. And that last point is so important because that's why I wanted to do something like TDSP for so long. Yeah. Because, look, I love all the Denver teams. I love talking about them. I love learning about them. And we have the experts on each of those teams. And they all have podcasts. But from a Nuggets perspective, it's like I know if I'm – you know, there's a casual Rockies fan out there who wants to learn about the Nuggets. Maybe they're not interested in – What's the long-term upside of P.J. Dozier, you know? Right, right. But on TDSP, you can just get a high-level explanation of what's going on with the Nuggets, some of the key storylines right now, and that goes for you know the rest of the teams as well. So it's a great high-level quick look at the state of every team in Denver. And last, last point, we need you. We need this community to rally. The Nuggets – we don't have the strongest push when we're putting these polls out there. We're voting to decide who won the week. We had a couple of wins a few months ago, but the Nuggets don't usually win. So we need you guys to get in there, listen to the pod, vote, make sure this community is represented because the Nuggets are uh, they are getting hot, Harrison. Right. The other thing we need you guys to do, leave questions. Leave more questions on thednvr.com in the comment question section on all these podcasts. We want to really try to build that up. If you ever look at the comment section on one of the Broncos pods, it's like 50 deep with questions. Yeah. And, and we, we want that, man. Yeah. We know that we're always getting great questions from you guys on Twitter and Periscope. So, But we want to take care of those member questions first. So if you want to be heard, make sure you're commenting on those podcast posts. We will get to you. We'll shout you out and we'll answer it as best we can. Yeah. I want to see minimum... 10 questions on this post on the dnvr.com. Is that Good too much to point. ask? I don't think that's too much to ask. No, we look, we've asked for more from this community and they've responded before. So yeah. 10 at least, guys, we need you. We got to start competing with the Broncos, guys. So make sure to send in your questions there you know, once this show publishes, which it will, uh, Monday night, Tuesday morning. And without further ado, let's get into some questions. As always, we'll hit the member questions first. So... N. Nozari writes in, if you combine Jamal Murray from the last five games, January and PJ, and peak Jokic, basically him over the last two months, what do you think the Nuggets' title odds are this year, Ooh. not to mention in the future? A loaded question to start things off. 
Yeah, well, you know what? Let's start with the easier one. Let's talk about the future. I think if you're looking at that, obviously this is a big if, but if you're looking at the scenario in which these three guys can kind of peak at the same time and do that on the court together at times, if not most of the time, then you are talking about, in my opinion, a two to three year championship window. Mm -hmm. The way Jamal has played these last four or five games, he's looked like a second best player on a team. We know Michael Porter Jr.'s ceiling is well within that range. So could you be talking about three top 25 guys? One of them being Jokic, who you know is a, a top seven, top eight player at least. That's the formula for multiple championships. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. And I'll I'll look at this season. Look, if you get MPJ playing at the level he was, if you get the Jamal Murray that we've seen here over you know, the last stretch of games, and if you get Jokic, who Jokic is, is the guy I'm least worried about, not only yeah. of just these three, but everybody on this roster. I know we're going to get peak or very close to peak Jokic in the playoffs. I think this team can definitely win a championship this year. How about that? Wow, that's really hot. Definitely strong. I mean, it's their ceiling. I came into this season thinking there's a 1-2% chance, and that's represented in the brightest timeline, right? So you're on the right side of the bracket, as in LA knocks each other out before you play one LA team. Maybe a couple of key guys get hurt. Anthony Davis hurts a finger or something like that. But my position has shifted over these last few months to maybe it's 3-4%. And that's less represented by luck and sheer dumb luck and more by the Nuggets playing their A game. Because at their best, which includes Jamal Murray locked in the way he is, they are at the very least the very best of a Tier 2 team if not right up there in tier one. So again, I still don't think a title is likely, but it is definitely on the table. That's a pretty hot take from you there, HW. It is hot, but I believe it because you would have a guy in Jokic who would be playing at an MVP level. Yep. Right? Like peak Jokic is no doubt an MVP caliber player. No doubt. Uh, Jamal Murray, at the level he has been playing as of late over the last couple of weeks, that's an all-star type level. And MPJ, I mean, if he's scoring the ball, if he's making an impact on the glass, and the thing that we forget about MPJ right before he went down with that ankle injury, he was showing some signs of life on defense. He, he had been improving, I think, pretty Great rapidly point. on Great the defensive point. end of the floor. And he is on a trajectory. Now, I don't know how he's going to look. You know, Maybe he lost a little steam and will lose a little steam coming back from this ankle injury. Maybe it will take him a little bit to get back to that level he was at before he went down. But I think he's on a traje- trajectory to be able to be on the floor, you know, just from a defensive standpoint in the playoffs. And the other th- – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, and then the last thing I was going to say is – You've still got guys to fill in the gaps like Will Barton, Paul Millsap, Jeremy Grant. This team is so freaking talented. Top to bottom, they're more talented than the Lakers. Top to bottom, I think they're more talented than the Clippers. They are the deepest team in the league, in my opinion. And the bench, all season long, the the bench, definitely over the first half of the year, did not live up to expectations. But that's not because the talent wasn't there. The talent has always been there. And I think we're, we're kind of seeing that lately. The other thing about MPJ, too, is 
what a nice fit he is alongside other talented players. And that was my big concern with him before I really knew anything about him, right? Just coming out of essentially the AAU circuit, high school ball, not really even playing in college. Is this guy going to be a high usage, ball dominant, let me hijack your offense type of guy? The answer is no. He is more than happy, at least in this stage in his career, to hang out on the wing. And if he's open from three, he'll shoot or he'll cut if the defense falls asleep on him. But Porter Jr. doesn't need to have the ball in his hands to make meaningful contributions. So it's why I think of him as a Jokic player. But more to the point of this question, there's a real distinct possibility that these three guys on the court together works out quite well. Yeah, and we really haven't seen that. We, we no. really haven't seen all three guys playing at the top of their games at the same time this season. And that's why this stretch coming out of the All-Star break is really fascinating because we could for the first for time sure. all season. So great question. I'd put the percentage at 7%. Yeah, I'll, I'll go 4 to 5. Mm-hmm. I think that could rise, though, maybe to around 10 by the end of the year. We'll see. Yeah. And definitely the draw that they could get in just the Western Conference seeding could really help, too. The Hamburglar writes in, feel like Jamal playing consistently like he has recently is the key to the rest of the season and the playoffs. Is it that simple? Mm. Is Jamal playing at this level just the main thing, I guess, that raises their playoff ceiling? It is the most important thing, right? I don't know if we can boil it all the way down to say it's that simple, but it is so simple that if he doesn't show up, they don't have a chance, in my opinion. Right. And 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 again, we know that the highs of him on a playoff level are a guy who's willing to go into Portland and outplay Damian Lillard. So that shouldn't be the expectation yet, but if you know that's on the table, you need him to bring that. And PJ won't be at that second, you know, best player on a team type of level by then, I don't think. Almost certainly not. Um and so Gary's or, or, excuse me, Jamal's going to need to make some serious meaningful contributions. It it when they gave him that deal, I know it hasn't kicked in yet, but basically most of the Denver Nuggets thing here, this blueprint, is contingent upon Murray at least scraping the floor of that value, of being that guy. So it is the most important thing. I'd agree. It's not that simple. Other other things have to go right uh, for this team to reach their ceiling and to, to, get, to, their, to get to the goals that they've lined out, uh, but... Like you were saying, it's it's the most logical step, I feel like. It's right. the most logical right. step to you know further be on the right track to reach that goal. You're going to, in the playoffs, sometimes it comes down to, hey, the defense is in the right spot. The defense knows what I want to do, but the, can the defense stop me anyway? We know that Murray at his best is a guy who can hit those difficult shots, who's a gamer, who's down to play when the, the big lights, bright lights are on. So that, that matters, obviously. Cade Walker, our guy Cade writes in, what's the best professional sports team festivity? Mm. And he gives a couple examples. Dunk contest, three-point contest, home run derby, Pro Bowl skills challenge, etc. I like this question. You go first on this one, H-Dub. So if you listen to Monday's show, you know I'm a big dunk contest guy. (laughs) I'm also... Kind of a home run derby guy. Yes, yes, love it. I love the home run derby. It's so it's so lit. Dude. It's so it, simple. Just guys bombing homers. The the vibe 
at the home run derby is awesome too. Like guys wearing backwards caps. I know that's like, like a big thing for uh, America's game. Right. <laughs> guys wearing ba- backwards caps. Uh, but everybody kind of sprawled out in uh, foul territory there on the first and third baselines. It's yeah. a really cool vibe. It's almost like a backyard barbecue vibe, just bombing homers. It feels a little less contrived than the NBA crowded corner during the dunk contest. I mean, I love that seeing those guys enjoying each other and enjoying each other's talent is is what it's all about. But there's just like a an ounce of like these guys are all celebrities and uber rich and and they know we're all looking at them. There's there's a feel to the home run derby of you know just a bunch of dudes sprawled out on the lawn hanging out together on their break. Um, it's more to do with the game than the individuals and and maybe that hurts the MLB when it comes to marketing stuff like that, but the product feels so pure. I think the Home Run Derby is by far the best event at any All-Star weekend. I'm going to still go dunk contest, uh, but I really do like the Home Run Derby. Are there any others that we're thinking, that that we're missing? That we're forgetting? Like, Cade said the Pro Bowl skills showdown. I don't watch the hockey one, man, so if you're an Avs fan and you're... You're turning in your seat. I, I got nothing for you. So I'm pretty sure hockey, hockey might have something, and I probably sound like an idiot here. I think hockey might have something that's like fastest shot. Yeah. Yeah, I think they kind of take the skills competition thing and like break it up a little bit in that degree. Um, but again, I really don't know. This is the peak of like two dudes talking about something. They have no idea what they're talking about on their podcast. I wonder if they have fastest skater. Look, we know we know we got some the can fans on this podcast. So when we put this this tweet out, please reply. Tell us what we're missing. Tell us what we're wrong about. So I was thinking about this uh, the other day watching the NBA Skills Challenge. They've got to change up the course for the Skills Challenge. Mm. It, it's what do you- well, like right now you dribble or weave through some <laughs> obstacles but in reality it's pretty much just dribbling in a straight line yeah you're right, <laughs> you're right about that. then you just have to execute one chess pass and remember back in the day you also had to do a bounce pass yes i, I would i would like to see the bounce pass reintroduced fundamentals come on and then it's like you go down and do a layup then you come back down and shoot a three maybe throw a floater in there what about a, a post-entry pass? None of these cats can do that anymore anyway. Yeah, a post-entry pass. There's got to be a little bit more variety to the skills challenge. You're right. That It also feels like, to your point, they've completely given up on the skills challenge. It's just like the easiest thing that they can throw out there, you know? And it doesn't seem like they have put a lot of thought or effort to it in quite some time. I'm not unless you're if you're a skills challenge stan and you listen to the pod, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure no one cares at all. <laughs> Yeah, the skills challenge, I think I said this on Monday's show, but the it's one of those where the idea is really fun, and then you start running through it, and you're like, man, I thought this was going to be way better. I don't care at all, you know? Yeah. You can't even bet on it and, like, give a shit. So, at NHL All-Star Weekend, they do have fastest skater, accuracy shooting, three-on-three, hardest shot. Wait, that's that sounds awesome. Yeah. So hockey knows what's up. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch the hockey one next year because it sounds like three-on-three three has the potential to easily be the best depending on how seriously the players take it. 
Yeah, three on three would be awesome. One on one would obviously be awesome. Yeah, F- just fastest player, fastest N ten player would be cool. That'd be cool. How fast a basketball? The fastest basketball players with the ball in their hands would be cool. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, good questions from our members. Remember, guys, we're trying to get on the Broncos level. They get 20, 30, 40, 50 questions into a lot of their podcasts. So if you are a member, head to the DNVR.com, comment in this uh, on the post where this podcast lives because we definitely want to hear from you guys. Oh, we're talking about the Breck Hop Peak IPA on today's podcast. If you guys don't know where to get a Hop Peak IPA, not a Hot Pink IPA. That's not it. It's not a Hot Pink IPA. You've, you've done so well with that, man. Very It's proud a Hop Peak IPA. Trying to enunciate here. Uh, head, head to the Breck Beer Locator on breckbrew.com. It's an awesome feature. You guys don't have any excuses. All those excuses... Oh, the closest liquor store to me that carries Breck Brew is too far away. Shenanigans. I've perused the Breck Brew locator. I filter down to every possible location. There's always a right Breck now. Brew close to you. I've got like 46 within five miles of my location where I can find a hot peak IPA. Yeah. There's no excuse not to get absolutely blitzed off of Breck Brew. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, the Breck Brew, uh, obviously a great partner of ours here, and the Hot Peak, uh, a great beer that they put out. Doesn't have the fruity flavor of a Strawberry Sky, but I know a lot of you guys aren't into that, so check out the Hot Peak IPA. Also, I think I saw in the forecast that snow is coming again, potentially Monday Good night. Lord, And that Good. was the exact last thing I wanted to hear. Enough is enough. But um, if you guys are prepared, you would have already called up Denver Rubber Company to get your car or truck fitted for a snowplow. Because uh, Denver Rubber Company is the one-stop shop for anything that has to do with snowplows. Their blades can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your exact specifications. Denver Rubber Company, they custom make it all locally owned since 1972. You can buy a snowplow for yourself. You can buy their materials like custom die-cut gaskets bulk at a fantastic rate call them today 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash dnvr and tell them who sent you so smooth on those reads man back here on the dnvr nuggets podcast harrison wind and brendan vote we are presented by illegal Pete's. so let's hit some of our twitter questions I'm glad a lot of these have nothing to do with basketball because it is the all-star break. We don't have to talk about basketball for, you know, an hour straight on every one of these pods. We can get some variety. At this point, there's no way either of us have a Nuggets take that you haven't heard. So, you know, I'm I'm down with the variety as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Adam at Schwabasaurus. This is related to the read we just did, Harrison. Pick a Breck beer that accurately describes each member of the DNVR family. Um, I, I'm just going to think about the Nuggets crew for a second. Which Brett Brew would Adam be? Adam is the Vanilla Porter Jr. You're right. Actually, he is, but he hates dark beer. That's what I'm saying. Like, What's the lightest, easiest to drink beer? Is he a Mile High City? 
kind of guy. He might be. Or he might be a Colorado core guy. No, he's an avalanche, dude. An avalanche? You're definitely, you're a Colorado core guy. Oh, I love that. I'm so happy I'm a Colorado core guy. Not only are you part of the BSN core, you are a Colorado through and through to your to your core. Well, that's a good and, point. And, you know, I just know you love that beer, so I think that one works for you. Are you a Mile High City? Sure. <laughs> what what's the small what beer comes in the shortest can? That's the one that I am. That's a good question though. Um, do, do we want to expand this to other DNVR members? Kind of do, yeah. Who would be the vanilla porter junior? Mike mm. Olson? What I feel like Mike Olson drinks a porter. Yeah, he's a porter guy for sure. RK? Ooh, RK. RK might be Avalanche, because I feel like RK is the most, like, like accessible, like, total Denver sports. If you're fr- from the scene, then you've heard of RK guy. Yeah, he's Denver through and through. Henry Chisholm, Chisholm uh, Strawberry Sky guy. Yes, absolutely. He is a Strawberry Sky through and through. Easy. <laughs> I like that. I don't even, I'm not even going to ask why. It just works for me. <laughs> he, um, just, he just says... Adam Trabasaurus also wants to know who brought Long Boys to DNVR. That's from the timeline, man. I will do that a lot with DNVR Nuggets. Not everything is my invention or my creation. I'm I'm constantly lurking. A lot of very funny, creative people on the Nuggets TL. So I think I saw one of you come up with Long Boys. Certainly not trying to take credit for it, but I love it, and I'm going to keep it going. What is the Long Boys lineup? Should we uh, clarify? The ultimate, yeah. What's the ultimate lawn boy lineup? So it's probably PJ Dozier at the one. Will William Barton at the two. Will Barton at the two. MPJ at the three. MPJ at the three. Vando probably would have been in this lineup, but he's gone now. Jeremy Grant at the four. Yeah. And I you mean, might, the peak Long Boys lineup would be Bobo at the five. But we're not there yet. Like, yeah. I feel like you got to go small. So maybe Tori. Well, I don't know. It's harder now. It's a lot harder now than it was. Right. We've lost a core Long Boy member. Oh, brutal. So maybe Grant at the five. Hmm. MPJ at the four? Grant, MPJ, Tory, Will Barton, Dozier. I think so. That might be the best we've boys. got. Yeah. Um, Will Barton, Union Leader, a.k.a. Chill Ducey. Have you listened to the new Tame Impala album yet? Uh, that's going to be a no for me. I, I listened to half of it today. I have to get back in there. i got to get myself in the right headspace. But my early pitchfork reading, I give it a 6.5. Did you listen to it because of the tweet? I did. Yeah, I always pre- prepare. And God, that is incredible preparation from you. Incredible. Look, man, I strive to give Nuggets fans the best, the very best content available. Uh, Dylan Cantor at Bizarro's World 55. Uh, this is a basketball question, but it's a good one. Which past Nugget would fit best on this current team? He says Andre Miller. Hmm... Andre Miller? I don't know if how much I agree with that one. They're kind of stocked at point guard right now. I know. Plus, if you were going to pull a point guard, I might pull maybe Ty Lawson, but maybe Jameer Nelson, man. That's my backup point guard. Just a guy who knows how to get yoked the ball. 
Yeah, I saw Jameer Nelson pop up during All Star Weekend. He was in some exhibition game. Not didn't this. He, didn't he throw something to Dwight? I feel like. Oh, did he? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he might that. have. He might. He he was popping up around. A former Nugget man, J.R. Smith might be kind of nice on this team, just filling the Malik Beasley role. Ooh, <laughs> and then some. Uh, yeah. Mike Miller, maybe. I know they yeah. already kind of got him, but peak Mike yeah. Miller. A former Nugget that would be nice on this team, Malik Beasley. Oh wow! Now <laughs> I'm sad, Harrison. How about Gallo? Oh, Gallo. Gallo might be the actual answer. He was always... I don't think he was a realistic trade deadline target, but he was always the guy after, you know, the Drew Holidays of the world that I was like, man, I would hate to trade (coughs) Malik, Wancho. I don't want to say in division because they did that, but to the Thunder. But, man, Gallo would have been nice off the bench. In a world where the Thunder fell apart, and that was like a uh, they were selling low. That would have been an awesome, awesome deal. Yeah, I don't know if Gallo would have been happy coming off the bench here, uh, but they would have been great with him. Would have been a good fit. Dun, 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 dun. Um, Casey Pierce, if you could replace the skills challenge with another competition, what would it be? And who would MPJ lose to in a three-point contest? Not Buddy. I would like to... MPJ is going to be in a three-point contest one day, first and foremost, right? I think he's a good candidate. If he's able to fit it around a potential uh, Rising Stars game Mm. and All-Star game appearance next season. (laughs) Going to be a busy, busy weekend for Michael. Um, Would you... What would you replace... Well, I guess you... We kind of already hit on this. We just need to find a way to change the skills challenge. Or I would do three-on-three for sure. Or one-on-one. What about a king of the court battle? (laughs) I love it. Remember when we played king of the court in fifth grade, fourth grade, kindergarten? And you just dribble a ball around in an area and try to just knock everybody else's ball out? That would be Jokic's dream. That would be the best day of his life. Who, by the way, I love Jokic brings, like, a, like he's just at All-Star Weekend for, like, bring your child to work day. He's just, like, he's Westbrook's son running around causing mayhem. Like, can't yeah. take it seriously. Dribbling the ball in between people's legs. He would maybe, live for a king of the court match. Maybe my pick for a king of the court would be Rajon Rondo. Yeah. I feel like he'd be really good at that. He would have to get invited to All-Star Week. Well, specifically for king of the court? Fine. Yeah, for specifically king of the court. <laughs> I'm down. Or just knockout. Just a giant game of knockout. Knockout would be cool. Everybody always comes at me and they're like, the NBA All-Star Weekend needs a game of pig. They they tried playing horse five years ago. It was... Disastrous. It, if you think the celebrity game is boring, horse was five notches below the celebrity game. <laughs> it was really, really, really bad. At one point, it was just Kevin Durant and whoever else he was playing against just shooting threes from the wing for right. five minutes straight. Right. But there's something there. To the point that the point is, to your question, and definitely a good one, Casey, skills challenge has to go. Absolutely has to go. Um, do one more before we hit a break here? Sure. Peter Martin wants to know, how much can Brendan vote bench? That's a great question, Peter. I haven't worked out since the car accident. 
if you want to get real and dark about it. My shoulder doesn't work anymore, and I was too broke to do rehab. So um, the answer is zero right now. Never very much. I'm not a very big guy. Fun fact to Harrison, I was a meathead for like two months senior year of high school. I was like going to the gym before and after school every day, and I got really jacked, but it turns out huge shoulders look kind of awkward on short, stumpy people. So... (laughs) I had to let it go for the aesthetic. Well, that's okay, Brendan. It's all about flexibility in 2020 anyway. Dude, it's true. I'm, I've got like a real modern like body, you know, nice, really lean. I feel like I'm, I'm f- like I'm quick and I'm, I'm switchable on defense. You know what I mean? So th- yeah. I'm in a good place. I'm in a good place physically. It's all about yoga and spin classes. It's actually only about eating like one meal a day and then <laughs> making that meal McDonald's so that you have enough calories to last throughout the day. Yeah, That's shout shout out High Ride on East Colfax, best spin studio in town. Shout out McDonald's on West Alameda. <laughs> no, we're giving out free advertising on this podcast. Um, another place you guys should check out, the only place where you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. This won't help with the diet that I'm trying to go on here. With uh, you don't need to go on a diet, Harrison. You look felt these days, bro, and you're it, denying it. But I know you. I know that spin class is working wonders for you we've got three months until summer gotta get the diet going now gotta get it going soon here um but well maybe a couple more cheat weeks before then hit up bojo's if you mention dnvr you can get a free honey cheese bread with the purchase of an entree they've got six colorado locations six of them the offers get it all six you can even get bojo's delivered with doordash their dough so fresh it's made daily, contains locally sourced honey. I went to Bojo's last week with the DNVR crew. It was freaking amazing. Went to the Arbata location, had the honey cheese bread, mm. tried uh, tried multiple pies. Um, are you a, a, a pineapple on pizza guy, Harrison? You know, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but I enjoy it. Wow, that's a very rare... That's a like a, a lukewarm take. Most people are, feel very strongly one way or the other about pineapple. I mean, I like it. I, I like it. I, I think I would rather other topping combinations for sure before pineapple. If if you like pineapple at all on your pizza and you're listening to this, you have to try the Hawaiian barbecue pie at Bojo's. Super worth it. How was the salad bar? I didn't use it because unlike Adam, I'm not weak. And I'm not old, and I'm not washed, and I do not need vegetables to thrive. You didn't need it to cleanse your palate, apparently. <laughs> no, I used my water for that. Oh, amateur move, amateur move. Okay. <laughs> All right, back here on the DMVR Nuggets podcast presented by Illegal Pete's. Let's wrap up with some final questions from Twitter. What else we got? If you and I got married, who would take the other surname or would we hyphenate? That's a real question from Denver Nuggets UK. You and me or you and Denver Nuggets UK? I think you and I. Like, if you and I were to get married. Brendan, vote Denver Nuggets UK. (laughs) I'm just saying, you know what, Wind? I like your last name more. Brendan Wind works. I can do that. All right, I'll take it. We're not getting (laughs) married, though. Spoiler. We do spend we spend enough time together as it, as it is. Miroslav wants our homie the homie Miroslav, excuse me, wants to know who is the most terrifying member of the Denver Nuggets coaching staff. I'm pretty sure you know the answer to this if you watch the Denver Nuggets. In, in my opinion, it's 
the main man, the head honcho, Michael Malone. <laughs> yeah, the head honcho. If it's not Michael Malone, is it Wes Unseld? The only thing is, like, Wes, when he's not screaming about defense, is just, like, such a chill bro. Mm-hmm. But, but Malone also just kind of has that, like, that general, like, Queens, like, hardo, like, measuring up your testosterone thing. Even though he's a he's a nice guy, I don't, it just, you get that, that vibe, like, he's always measuring you up, man. Yeah. He's intimidating, man. Yeah, I'd agree it's Malone. Wes is, uh... Wes is a little intimidating too. I'd go him, him, him second. The most intimidating person in the organization works in the front office, though. That's a fact. Ak, Ak, Arturis Karnasovas. Yeah. Um. Do you think Harrison uh, Nuggets at Stan Jokic wants to know? Is it more likely that the Nuggets make the Western Conference Finals or lose in the first round? It's a fun question. Is it more likely to make the Western Conference Finals or lose in the first round? Oh, man. That's so tough. That is so tough. I'll say lose in the first round. At the start of the season, I would have said that one for sure. But, um, hey, man, I'm riding the wave. I think right now they're more likely to make the WCA. Yeah, I wanted to say that, but. Didn't you just know. say they could definitely win a title like 10 minutes ago? Well, yes, they can, but like I said, it's a seven or eight percent chance. <laughs> I know it's such a small chance, and, and seven or eight is pretty high, if we're being honest. And also, look, they even if they finish <clears throat> with the two seed, they could have a tough opponent in the first round, like a Houston, who's going to throw a lot of small ball stuff at them, who's going to throw a look that is a bit random, is a bit out of the ordinary. Oklahoma City's might not end up in the seven seed. That's an interesting point. I was just going to ask, what's the most likely path to them losing in the first round? Because I don't think that's likely. Houston's one, and then the other one, this doesn't bother me at all, but I think it would come up, is Portland. Portland sneaking into an 8 or a 7, and of course just knowing that they won last season and and, and Dame and all that, you know, I guess so, it's not so much that you fear the matchup, but you would certainly fear the result of losing to Portland. One result I'd be looking forward to that to in that series would be Carmelo Anthony going o for twelve. Well, be, I think yeah. by the end of that series at Pepsi Center, that'd be good. There's no chance Portland would be Denver, right? Even if they somehow, I don't think so. Um, I also I know Portland won that series last year, but it just feels like Denver has the complete and total mental edge in that head to head head to head series. But it'll be interesting. I mean, it's the the stuff with projecting how the Nuggets do in the playoffs. It's it's all contingent upon seeding, right? So until we have a clear picture of of what that path would look like, it's a little hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um, da, 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 da. Denver Nuggets UK again. Out of the whole DNVR crew, who's the most knowledgeable about their sport, and who has the best overall sports knowledge? The first half of this question has a definitive correct answer, and that is Andrew Mason. Who knows more about football than I know about all of the things combined, I think. Yeah, that's a good answer. Mace, you can ask him about what happened in the third quarter of the Broncos and 49ers game in 1992 at Candlestick Park on the Broncos' fifth drive of the game, and he'd be able to tell you. It's faster than Wikipedia, depending on what your (laughs) broadband situation is. Yeah. Unbelievable. 
But there are also a lot of guys at DNVR who have a really good grasp on the other sports. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm necessarily one of those guys, uh, but... I think RK, to me, has always kind of, like, been one of... just He's a Denver sports guy, right? Like, we know he's on the Broncos beat, and we know he has the buff love and affiliation. But I think it kind of transcends that. Like, Ryan is always watching always has thoughts and, and always weighs in on, on pretty much anything Colorado sports. Definitely RK. And then AJ on the Avs beat doesn't weigh in publicly as much as RK. Mm, mm. But if you listen to TDSP, the Denver Sports Podcast, for example, nice, and he's on there, he'll offer some really interesting takes about the Nuggets or especially uh, Jeff Breidich and the Rockies. <laughs> Especially Jeff Breidich in the Rockies. He's got a lot to say about that, as uh, as we all do on that show. AJ's just begging for you to ask him about Jeff Breidich. If you see him on the street, by all means. Um, Molly Hunt at Malls Balls, 84. <laughs> I'm a Denver native living in uh, Salt Lake City. Sorry about that. She was at that February 5th game, so damn proud. She followed the team during the mellow George Carl era, and her obsession as an, is at an all-time high right now. But she kind of skipped 2013 to 2018. Harrison, is there anything Molly should know about those years? Did she miss much? Uh, no. You missed <laughs> Brian Shaw wrapping the Nuggets game plan in the locker room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you really didn't miss much. Um, that was a dark era of Nuggets basketball, the post-George Carl pre Mike Malone era. I mean, if you're going to miss one, that was the one to miss. I was going to say, it sounds like you missed rock bottom. I also missed that, Molly. I got here at just the right time, so I'm an opportunist. Opportunist. Joe Candelario, Candelario wants to know, car, truck, or SUV owners, who has the nicest vehicle amongst DNVR? Hmm. Well, it's not me because my car was stolen, so I have I don't have one. So I think that takes me out of the running. I'm out of the running, too. Me and my girlfriend share a car. Yeah, I'm driving my, my girlfriend beater around, so definitely not me. I do I take a ton of Ubers and Lyfts, though. Like, that's my primary mode of transportation when big, I'm not going to the office. I'm a big Lyft scooter guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I know Ali Monroy has a nice car. I've never seen Brandon's ride, actually, because I'm afraid to go anywhere near a vehicle with that man behind the wheel. <laughs> I think Brandon's got a Grand Cherokee. Well, then there you go. I think that it might be, be him. Are you ready for an absolute banger to wrap this up, Harrison? Let's do it. Our guy, Mitchie5280, wants to know, what is the contents of your pockets right now? Um, I've got a lighter, uh, my girlfriend's hair clip, and an RTD transit pass wow i've got a receipt from saturday night which i wish i did not just read (laughs) and now i'm not gonna check my bank account for another week that's a perfect way to end the show (laughs) why'd you make me why'd you read that question man dude it was it was honestly the best question we had i thought 
I didn't want to give you any heads up in case you had like something hilarious, like a Furby in your pocket. <laughs> or something. I'm going to go make some ramen or something. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the questions, guys. That was a lot of fun. We'll be doing a live show from DNVR HQ later this week. We'll also be doing the post game show from the lounge, hopefully, the winner's lounge. Following this Nuggets Thunder game on Friday, national TV. But I think it's an earlier national TV game, so not as late as the typical national TV games go. So that should be fun. Keep an eye out for that on Friday. And again, check out TDSP this week if you haven't. Download it. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. And also, guys, please send in some more questions on thednvr.com where this podcast will live. Really want to hear from you. All right, I think that's all the time we got for today. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Before we get out of here, guys, Green Mountain Dental Group, you've heard me talk about them on the podcast before. They've honestly got an offer right now that might trump a lot of the offers we've ever talked about on this show, they will actually give you a free Sonicare toothbrush if you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam. That's like a $50 to $100 value. If you just type in the top of the line Sonicare toothbrushes on Google right now, those things aren't cheap. They cost a lot. They also last a long time. They're super high quality. You can get a free one if you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam with Green Mountain Dental Group right now. They're located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver, Green Mountain Dental Group treats you guys like family. They send out birthday cards. I mean, I think that's pretty nice from uh, a dentist. They're a longtime DNVR partner as well. Remember, get a cleaning x-ray exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, and they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush today.